So good morning, everybody. Good afternoon. Actually, it's not unless you're over in Europe, in which case it is afternoon, early evening. Um, again, my name is Michael Filigera. I am with LogicalSignals.com and TradersHelpingTraders.com. And I'm going to just open up the chat so that we can see what what's coming in. Oh, I got a bunch of stuff that I'm not familiar with. So this could be fun. This could be interesting. So I'm going to start with Manager Mitch. Wait, that somebody's got a whole lot. Let me just go to that first one, which is that symbol not available. So it's showing it as Eurozone 30 net zero. So a whole bunch of stuff from from over in the in the um, euro or in in the European Union, but nothing available to me. I have one other thing. Let me just check one other charting service that I might be able to. It's not a layout and I can't. That's not going to Um, That symbol I don't have, sorry to say. So let's try that second one, CDIO, which is cardio diagnostics. Okay. So I guess what we're doing is that you guys are presenting and I'm going to give you what, now just a little background on me. Um, my history is that I use Elliott Wave and Fibonacci. Those are my two analytical tools um, that <clears throat> tell me you know, where where I believe a market can go. Now, a lot of these, this is just you know the first first pick that I've gotten. So when you're using Elliott, you're you're what Elliott taught us is that you start with the largest picture you can get. So in other words, <clears throat> I'm going with the largest amount of data that's available to me. And that would be where I'm going to go via Thinkorswim to the monthly chart. But as we can see, for cardio diagnostics, that would suggest that, that cardio diagnostics was actually came on board in October of 2022. So being that's the case, that's not really telling us all that much. So what I do is I start taking it down and I go to, let's say, a five-year. Okay, again, not a whole lot of data. So I'm going to go down just so that I can start to see what it looks like. So again, we're going back to 2022. I try to find pattern. So like it came out, it kind of dropped down, rose up, but it looked it, in three, which made this more, this whole opening salvo of the life of this company and the stock was corrective. And wow, so it went from seven or eight, $8.68 all the way down to 17 cents. And now it's bouncing back. Huh. Pure, pure Elliott tells me that it did three down and it's very difficult. It's a very difficult chart, but it looks like it may be pulling back again. But if I had to, I would say one, two, three, four, five, maybe one. And this would be a two or an A and a B. And now it's working on doing an additional five waves up. And so a lot would depend on. So if I were to use some fibs, again, this is just without enough data to be honest with you, but we're just basing it on this pattern. If we're going to see a continuation of this pattern, then, and if this is one and this is two, or this is A and this is B, then we're looking for where this wave, this move would be equal to or exceeding this move. So 100% where this wave would be equal to this wave, and I know it doesn't look like it, but it's just because of the price, it would be $3.89. And then the next level's up, 
would be 562 and 842. Excuse me. 842 is going to take it to a new all-time high on the stock. Now, again, not knowing what the company does, um, but you can see the stock is up 3.8 or 38 cents, almost 39 cents, and that's 16, almost 17%. So there's not really enough data to to produce a, a longer-term chart on this. So just going on this... <clears throat> I'm sorry, excuse me one moment, mm -hmm. then what we're looking at is possibly 389 to 562. Up here would be a push, but it could do it. It could do it in terms of that this continues to just put in a solid rally and go. And it kind of appears that way, but again, I have no idea on volume. The relative strength kind of shows that how easily it can get overbought, kind of Targeted a little bit, drop back down, now rallying back up. So it becomes very sensitive to, you know, being overbought or oversold, and that pulls in people that are willing to take profit. Um, so yeah, that that one's that one's a little bit tough because there's just not enough data to produce an opinion on where the stock and this is all technical. This is all technically based. So <laughs> you guys can't hear me? Or do you hear me? Oh, okay. Thank you. I can David. hear you fine. I, I think that's just one person. Okay. All right. So let's kind of move along. Defend. Oop, that's simple, right? Aerospace. Not doing well today. Uh, and I don't mean to chuckle because I, anything in the aerospace, if it's not doing well, could be a serious problem. And as we know, there the uh, Boeing has really gotten smacked today. Uh, right now, rallying back, but it's been down about $21, $22 this morning. And now it's just, you know, picking up a little bit of a bid because the broader market is being purchased. But there was a problem with a MAX 9 where a panel uh, blew out of an Alaska Airlines jet. I believe it was either on Friday or it was over the weekend. And that is what's bringing this down. Um I can say, if we're just looking again on a daily chart, it was it was apparent that we, that starting on the first trading day, the market, the whole market was in a correction, or this whole index or this ETF was in an index, and it's three times. Is that three times bullish or three times or three times something? So it's got a big heavy weight going with it, um, and you can see that it gapped lower. Now coming back up because they're moving, they're they're stepping back in and buying Boeing. So it's going to be very sensitive to any of that news. Now let's open it up and see because I'm sure I can get more. So if we're taking it, let's let's go from here because this is this is uh, clearer that this is the pandemic, the pandemic low in the other indexes, the larger stock indexes. This was a major low. And then we started to rally. Now, if we just are taking a look at this, it went up in three, came down in three, and then went back up in five. That's corrective. And then it went down in three. That's corrective of this. And now it would appear that it's going to go up in five. So the overall pattern is A, B, C, put an A on it. A, B, C, put a B on it. Wow, kind of difficult. But this could be ABC, and this could be ABC, and this is an X, and then we're doing another A, B, and a C. So it's turning into a double ABC. I think in some, some people that use Elliott, they call it a WXYZ. Um, 
which is just the, the new way of labeling a double ABC pattern. So yeah, that's what I believe it's doing. So it's just going to kind of, that's A, the X, ABC. That's the X wave. There's the A, ABC. There's the B, one, two, three, four. We should get one more rise on this. <clears throat> and let me take it down to the daily and see if we can pick it up right there. Okay. So what we're looking at is this rally. <coughs> and um, it would suggest, since Boeing was doing really well prior to today, that we can do a couple of things to kind of just see where we are in this whole pattern. Again, what if I'm looking for C waves, all, all C waves are five, so which means they're five waves. And that's going to be one, two, three, beautiful three, by the way, subdivides all the way up, three, and now we're in a four, and it's very sharp. So I'm going to try to throw some fibs on here, and we'll see what it's looking like. I'm just going to put it right up high. Oh, look at that. This particular index is kind of showing you that if this is like one, two, three, and this is a four, the most common pullback, the most common fib level on a pullback, particularly a fourth wave, is 0.382. Look where it hit this morning. On the nose. On the nose. Let's look at that low. 2104, the support was 2102. That's on the nose. So the expectation would be, now this is, this is going to be the tricky part because, again, I'm on a daily screen. I'm going to drop down real quick. Let's take a look at the four hour and see if we get any uh, additional difficult. Because again, a fourth wave should be, I'm just going to draw A, B, C. And now it's very difficult to see if this is just going to be wave A. It gapped, which maybe you could squeeze a B wave right here because you see it looks pretty flat. Came down, went up, came down. Or this is, yeah, it's just not enough. So I'm going to bring it down one more. Let's take a look at the hourly chart. And what we're looking at is this. We want to see what this looks like. Very unclear, not clear. So at best, at best, A, and now you're going to do a B wave. So you can add some additional fibs. And that would be, we're going to add the same. We're going to add retracements because we're looking now for a retracement back up. And again, B wave, maybe 50%. So right now we're we're going to buff it up against a 0.236, which is bare minimum, and that's a 21.93. So off that low, solid low right now, and now we're just you know finding finding reason to rally, and a lot of it is going to be according to to Boeing. Now mind you, Boeing was down 22, now down 15 and a half, so it's rallied seven dollars. And there, I don't know the weighting of Boeing within this ETF. Obviously, it's got a pretty solid weighting because it's bringing it all the way back up. So, but what we have coming back up, we've got the one hour, eight period moving average. That's still pointing very strongly down. If we get a nice solid break above it, we should rally back up to this 382 level, which is 2250, 2247, 2250. Right above that, we have the 20 at 22.58. These are going to be the resistance areas for anything coming back up. And if indeed it's a fourth wave, and this is only wave A, I would suspect we can get back up to 22.92 to 23.36 and then turn down again. And then very likely going to come in below 21.04 before all is said and done. So that would be my very short term, right? Because I'm down on an hourly chart. Long term, it's all going to be dependent on how does all this resolve with this issue with the FAA grounding some of the jets with with 
with the airlines grind uh, grounding a lot of those F F um, the Max nines. Is that going to affect the Max ten? Is you know how is this all going to spread out? All unknown, which keeps this in a corrective mode, which keeps the rally purely technical based on you know movement back into Boeing. If they decide they're going to get out of Boeing again or just start hitting it, this is going to go. What else comes into play here, folks, is Boeing options. Anytime you get this type of a move, and it's and it's all really technical, it has nothing to do with the fundamental, which is the issue with the with the aircraft. The issue with what's really behind that pin popping out at sixteen thousand feet. So outside of that, we got technical stuff going. We got it's bouncing because it got on an hourly chart. It got pretty oversold. Has nothing. I mean, the oversold has because of the of what happened. You know, the the fundamental news. But the the bounce is technical. And I bet if I go over and look at the options, we're going to see that you know, the, the reverse, uh, what starts to happen, what, what options are trading, which forces the dealers in the options to hedge. And that's all going to be across the board. So if they're, if they're selling puts, because that's where the premium is, then they have to sell the stock to hedge it. If they're selling calls, because that's where the premium is now, then they're going to be buying the stock. So that's just a little bit of background, but I think in terms of what I think is going on, mm, I look for a little bit more rally, but definitely another leg down. And that could be next couple of days. Okay, so continuing on, we have FNV, Franco Nevada Corp. Okay, now yeah, big up there. Again, we're going to go out. We're going to try at least pull. Oh, see, precious metals, I'm going to take it. That Not sure what they mine, but I'm going to say that they're a miner of some kind. And so we will go on the fact that they do some kind of mining. Not sure what. But the chart is very, very similar to gold. Now, so here's what I'm going to start with. Gold. Gold is in a very, very difficult pattern. It's in my mind, still, still becomes corrective. But what I thought could have been a triangle pattern got blown out because it kind of just took off from here. But then every time it tries to rally, it fails. So we get a good rally, it failed. We get a better rally, it failed. We got this spike high, which ended up not being that somebody decided it was time to buy gold. What it ended up being, from what I understand, an Asian trader or a large firm in Asia uh, got closed out, that they were short and they got closed out. Pop, decline, immediate. So it got up there, and before you knew it, it was down. And before you knew it, it really dropped more than 100 points. And if it were just gold and gold traders, and they had a specific reason why they ran it, other than somebody getting closed out of a position, I don't believe we would have seen that type of a, of a pullback. In other words, where the, the, the gold dropped more than $100 after that searing just run up. So again... My belief is that the market is still in a corrective mode because every time we get up to a rally, they dump it. And it could rally strong, which it had, but then last week it was down. Today, gold is rallied back quite a bit after being down $22 this morning. So again, is it, it becomes difficult. It's a little A and a B. I'm going to do a C wave up and still be a wave two. So with this in mind, when you're going over and you're looking at a miner, miners, of course, are are influenced by the price of whatever they're mining. So if it's a silver mine, you know, what happens to silver? Because each one of these miners has a 
cost involved with how much does it cost them per ounce to mine it out of the ground, to get it out of the ground and to refine it somewhat to get it to market. So obviously they got something good going because it's it's trading at 109, but the pattern is exactly the same as the underlying. If it's a silver mine, then you're going to want to try and take a snapshot of silver, which is, in my opinion, forming a weird, weird prime, which I've never seen in a wave two position. So, but which causes that I'm going to have to take that off. But I've seen stranger things recently. So, but if that's the case, then what we got, we only have three up. So all this has got to come off, particularly that. I haven't updated silver in a while, but you can see we still got three down, then we got three up, and now we're working on three down again. So even in silver is, again, not knowing what this company mines, um, they're definitely being affected. And I'm going to say it's silver because they're definitely being affected by by the market. Now from here, one, two, one, two, one, two, three, four, five, or three, four, five, or three, four, five. I think it's got a little bit more to go to the downside. And that would then complete this leg. So what I can do is you, if we're going to compare this decline would be compared to this decline on a Fibonacci basis. It would do, you can run up, oops, like that. Let me try that again. I'm going off of this high onto this low up to this high. You can see, oh, that nice. Now this was the 18th because I'm on a weekly chart. So on the week of, the, of December the 18th, it came down and touched the 100% and rallied. That's what it should do. But the fact that it now is turning lower, again, right now, we're recovering a little bit. But if it were to come down again and break 101.63, it's setting itself up to kind of continue. And the next FIB level is all the way down here. Now, that is where C to A. Now, I can put in additional, excuse me, I can put in additional FIBs. We got a lot of this, this, if this is a C wave or any, a third wave, one or the other, it is subdividing. And this would be one, two, and then we got one, two, one, two, three, four, five of three, four, five of three, and then a four and a five. So I can do, yeah, I can do this. Nope, come there to there. Come on, computer. Thank you. So we can see on that, it came above it, got down. So I would say that that one is done. And if it too, too much, wow, boy. For downside, the projections are severe because we have 101.63 and then I can fill it in a little bit and find support at 81. Below there, I have to go all the way out to the to the COVID, COVID lows, right? Because technically, when you're a technical analyst and you're looking for price support, you go to the left. Right now, that got broken. So that's out. What comes up next here at 95 and then at... 81, which is showing you right down in here. And then ultimately, you've got 77. Now, that may coincide with the downturn that I'm looking for in silver and in gold. So those are all those. All right, continuing on. And just forgive me, because for the sake of time, I'm going to come back to GME and, and SAM, S-A-N-M. But I just want to go over and take a look at the NASDAQ, um, because it's actually the market that I trade. So I can get that out pretty quickly. Um, first of all, to to Daneric, 
um, so that you understand or that you know, I do a daily update on the NASDAQ and the S&P 500 via YouTube. And uh, my channel on YouTube is Traders Helping Traders. Uh, but because somebody else has taken that name from me, so make sure that it's Traders Helping Traders and then my name. So Michael Filigera. And then you will get my daily updates. Currently on a big picture, I am counting out uh going to be I'm counting out a cycle degree fourth wave. So within the cycle degree fourth wave it's going to consist of a primary A and I believe we just completed the primary B wave which would suggest that we're starting to drop in a primary C wave to complete cycle wave 4. Now because this is a flat basically here's the A wave B wave is pretty much coming in yes it created a new all-time high but not by a whole lot when you're looking at a weekly chart. So I'm just going to start bringing this down. Look at my two, uh, my uh, daily chart. This, these are a little bit different because of the contract. So this is via the March contract. These are on that weekly chart, which is not adjusted quite as much. But leave it to say that still, I've got an A and a B, and we're in that intermediate C wave, if anything. Now, what I can do is I'm going to bring it out and just look at this on a daily chart. So when we reached that high at 17,165, I had left open the potential. And at that time, was giving it a pretty solid, uh, about a 60% probability that we would correct in a small four and rally back. Well, then things got out of hand. Apple got downgraded twice. And through somebody threw a price target of 160 out there. And off to the races, Apple went to the downside. And that, again, whatever happens in that heaviest weighted stock in the NASDAQ and the heaviest weighted stock in the S&P is going to start hitting the skids. It's going to take the whole index down. And then there were other stocks that kind of went along with, and <clears throat> we just had a lot of profit taking. Now, very strong rally, but let me tell you why that seems to be appropriate. So I'm going to bring it quickly down to the hourly chart, and we're going to take a look right here. Again, if this indeed completed primary wave B, we are in a primary C wave down. What's inside that primary C wave? It's going to be five waves of intermediate degree. Those are going to be labeled yellow. What's inside intermediate degree wave one? Going to be five waves of minor degree, which is labeled in that orange color. So basically, what I'm feeling is that we have just, we completed very likely uh, Friday during Globex, the overnight, what I'm going to consider the low for minor wave one. Now, what I'm leaving open is the possibility that this is still going to be within this, that this third comes down to here and the four gets put over here. Because that, I mean, it just, it's just going to depend because this subdivided nicely, but it could subdivide yet again, all within here, which would push the third and then the fourth to come over there, which then suggests that we have one additional low coming off. Now, I'm going to take it back out to the four-hour chart because what this thing can't do is that... <clears throat> First of all, the four can't overlap the wave one, which is way up here, so no problem there. But we'd be looking for it to come down, and it's going to find support below 
all of this. So I would then take this off. And what I'm going to be putting back on is, I got to take it all the way from here. Um, I'm looking for the four and I'm going to go from here down to here. Oops. Sorry, guys. Put that up wrong. Now let's go back over here. I'm going to go here and we're going to put our retracements. So wave four, remember, as I said before, most common is 3A2. Boom, hit it today. So what do we have above it? 16,732. Uh, 16, and we actually, I wouldn't look for too much more. But if this is a wave two, then I'm looking for 737 to 826. But as of wave four, it kind of maybe has reached its pinnacle. It should stop. Maybe has a little bit more because I got one more fib that I can throw out there to fill in any of these little gaps that we might have. And that's where wave C, and that comes all the way up to here. So we surpassed the 100% level where C equals A, right? Because the fourth wave, it's going to be an ABC. So there's the A, there's the B. C equals A at 16,621. We surpassed it, but we did just a little bit above and holding above. Here's the important part. We're holding above the 382. So it diminishes that fourth wave, but we have to allow, we have to allow for a full-blown C wave reaching 16,771, and it still can come down. What do we have above that? We have the four-hour 50-period moving average sitting right there, still declining. Should provide some enough resistance to possibly turn it. But if it does turn, then we're in question land again. And I'm going to tell you why. Because if I'm leaving this as a one, and it comes up here, it's still an ABC. It still can be a wave two, and we're going to nosedive in a third wave. The difference is going to be is where does it end up and where does it find support down? So we got to run two counts side by side until the market, till the market tells us. But the 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 deal is inside of all that, you know, if you're a day trader, plenty to do. If you're a swing trader, still you can set up your trades on both sides. Because no matter what, if it reaches here, it could be a wave two or it could be a wave four. It's going to be dependent on then. What is it going to look like coming down? Because if it's a wave four, we're dropping in a minute five, then we're definitively looking for it to break 16,334. But then it would be limited in terms of how much versus wave one, wave two falling in a third wave. So they're all going to, both the third and a fifth are going to look similar because they both come off in five waves. It's just going to be the depth. So Either way, I think that we're we're in a very needed rally because we've come off pretty hard. So if it's a four, we may have reached our pinnacle and we're going to get a turn lower. If not, then it's going to go and it's going to go up to here and, it's, and it shifts it because don't forget, here's my, here's my others. Here's for the wave two. Wave two, Elliot and Fib, is 50 to 62%. Well, point, 1.618 for wave four comes right in the middle of the two. So it can be, it can be the wave two or it can be a wave four. Got to allow for both. They're both going to have the same outcome, which is that one's going to go a whole lot further than the other. So, but to, to initiate the trade, I've been looking for this thing. That's all. This was just a bounce. And they come back in and they're like, boom, to boom, to boom, to boom, to boom. Now, mind you, that I still have to keep open the potential for this whole thing. Let me open it back up again. For this three to be up here, and this ends up being this the most ugly, although I don't like it, fourth wave. 
And the only way I can do that is I got to bring this down. It just really changes the whole thing. But I know there are people that are still suggesting that's the case. Now, if I do the S&P along with it, it is, it's it's very, yeah, it, it gets really, really sketchy. So, um, okay, so I'm going to go do that because you're asking now, and then I'll go back over to your other stocks. So again, even if I'm, I'm, I'm pretty convinced I'm going to leave this as primary B completion point. And even if it's a wave two, it can rally against the S&P, possibly picking up a stronger rally. And that would be dependent on, you know, a lot of stuff that's got to come into play here. But the Nasdaq's up 200. Wow. I mean, just how how things trade now. It just You just look at it and go like, wow, you hated it last week. You love it today. Uh, NVIDIA's up 22. And just like incredible moves, which lend to... We're moving into the earnings. We're moving into a period where it's like everybody's going to love, 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 love. Algorithms and people love to buy history. So you're going to get these year-end earnings. But much of what's going to depend on, this is all just we're buying pre and expectations, very possible. And if that comes through, what are those expectations? Well, that the good times just keep on rolling. So what's really going to have to fall into place? The CEO of NVIDIA, who's come out and tooted his own horn and his company's horn more times than I can count because he wants to see the stock above 500. Well, success. You did it. Here we are once again. And so, but who knows? Is it just short covering? Is it just you know, whatever's going on? But they're yet to report. Now, they're not early in the cycle. They're late in the, in the earnings cycle. So this game could just go on. And that can carry and make up for the deficit in Apple. Right now, Apple's definitely contributing a great deal to today's rally, but so is NVIDIA. And Microsoft, some. But you see the bulk is coming from NVIDIA and Apple. We got AMAT, AMD, also because of NVIDIA. And for those of you who don't know, the CEO of, of AMD is the sister of the CEO of NVIDIA. Go figure. All right, so I'm being asked for IWM, which I think is good. And since we're kind of doing... Uh, ETFs and indexes. Let's go take a look. Now, here, this has also been a very, very interesting chart. I'm going to go out here. <clears throat> Originally, I had labeled this as primary A, and this is primary B, and this is primary C. And then what it would suggest, uh, or no, or as wave one of primary C. But you see, if this is wave two, uh-uh, it went way above where it should have. It broke the high or the starting point for wave one. So I had to go back and again, weekly chart. What I did is I lowered my degree. So I'm still looking at a primary degree corrective phase, but it gets a little bit sketchy because now primary A completed at the October 2023 low. I want a massive rally that was off of that low, right? Let me bring it down gigantic rally. But primary B, what's inside of it? Intermediate degree ABC. And it counts out beautifully. One, two, subdivided third, four, five, die. So the reaction and the aftermath really supports the primary B being complete. And that suggests, now, please understand, a lot of people think, oh, you're so bearish, you're so bearish. It's like, no, actually, I'm not. It's corrective. 
It's corrective. So understand what I think is coming after this. If I think that the NASDAQ is in, an, is in a cycle degree fourth wave, a cycle degree fifth wave rally comes when it's done. And it may take until 2025, but I am believing that there's going to be one kick butt rally that will definitively take this market to exceedingly high highs, new highs. We're at 19,000, 20,000, 21,000 in the NASDAQ. So if I'm thinking that there, what's it going to look like here for the mid cap? I don't think mid cap's going to be left behind, but mid cap's going to have to wait and it's going to be dependent upon not here. And let me take that back because it would depend on how many artificial intelligence stocks are inside of the Russell 2000, because that's what this IWM is based on the Russell 2000. Artificial intelligence is the, is the sector we cannot, do not ignore it. Do not think it's not for real. It is for real. And it's going to create a lot of problems on a personal level, so person level, because it's going to be replacing people. So economically, corporations are going to do well because they're going to not, I mean, you don't have to pay a computer. You don't have to pay an algorithm. And you don't have to pay benefits to another. So when that starts to happen, plus just the usage of, you know, what are we getting? I mean, we've got we've got where there are transportation companies that they're really looking at. Well, what if we can have a truck that can pick up a, a load in Los Angeles and drive it to the East Coast nonstop, right? Because an algorithm or a driverless vehicle doesn't have to stop and sleep, doesn't have to stop and eat. It just goes, goes to the next station, maybe gets the fuel, or if it's electric, it, it loads up on electricity and keeps going. So there's a lot of stuff that's going to happen. And what I can relate this to, folks, is if you're old enough and you were around when a lot of the internet came about, here's the biggest one I'm going to say. We had Blockbuster versus Netflix. This is way, way back, okay? Seemingly way back. Now, Blockbuster was not going to go streaming. No, I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it. There's still everybody comes for the DVDs. They come to our stores, which are on every street corner in every city. Netflix said, you know what? We are going to go streaming. Why should we spend money on mailing these DVDs out to and looking to get them back? You know who won. Netflix is now almost $500 company. Blockbuster, no longer. There are countless not count less, but there are many, many examples of new technology not being accepted by a lot of other larger and those larger no longer exist. So when we saw this big push for artificial intelligence and we saw asset managers and we saw portfolio managers coming in in mass to get positioned within that new growth sector, that's not going to stop. I do believe we are due for a pullback. But if you're interested in the in the artificial intelligence sector and all that comes along with that, that's just a, a broad umbrella. There are usages in in on utilities. There are usages within software. There are usages within medical. You know, all kinds of use that artificial intelligence will come into play. And that's the important thing to try to remember. Now, there will be a lot of companies, I think, that come out and they'll, they'll, they'll jump just because of the newness, just because of like dot com being put after a company's name back in the, in the late nineties into the turn of the millennium. 
All you had to do is put .com after your corporate name and your stock went up 50 to 100 bucks the next day. And I kid you not, because I was there and I was trading. That did occur. But they didn't survive simply because they didn't have a, you know, whatever they were doing didn't have the nuts and bolts or the or the, the guts to kind of move itself forward. So it was like, it was like, you know, thinking of Blockbuster versus Netflix. You know, we had we had all kinds of screwy stuff, but they they went bankrupt. And then when that dot-com burst bubble burst, everything went down. But the larger corporations that were well-funded, that have had the money and had the ability and still were earning product, that's what took over for the internet, for the dot-com. And that made bazillionaires. Amazon, for one example. Meta, for one example. Netflix, Microsoft. These are companies that, yep, they they, they got hit on a correction, of course, and a lot of money was lost, but they recovered and now they're the industry leader. I expect the same to, it'll weed out a lot within within the AI sector, but I think that there's going to be a lot of companies that will, they're going to shine through this. And some of the bigger ones, you know, well, Microsoft, Google, et cetera, et cetera. All right. I'm watching my clock. I got one more. I'm going to do IJS. Ah, S&P 600. Okay. It's going to correct. It's going to correct. S&P I'm expecting to correct. So I expect this is the, this is even correcting a little bit more. So obviously there's some other things in this one that the 500 doesn't have to be worried about. Um, Let me go look at the Boy, a lot of sideways. Three up. Yeah, ABC, three down. And now we're doing five up. And this is pretty much looking like the Russell, to be honest with you. And if that is that the October, it is. If I had to put that low down here, that major low, then what am I looking for? One, two, one, two, three, four, five, three, four. Maybe it has one more high. Maybe. So maybe it will be like the S&P. Maybe it would have one more high, but I'll tell you what we'll do. It can't. It cannot break, and it's pretty far below. It cannot break below 80, let's say 90. So 89, 82 to be exact, or whatever that high is. 89.93. So yeah, pretty much 90. If it breaks below 90 and with some force, not just go and test what's below there, but it has to break it. Then it's correcting or it's done and it's and it's moving lower in a much larger corrective phase. Um my site, no, because my site, I'm just I'm I'm talking about it. Um David's gonna include my email address. If you email me, I also do provide education. So it'd be something if you could ask, and then I, I would be able to explain it better. Not enough time to do it here, but David will be including my email address. Please feel free to email me about education. <laughs> Excuse me. So anyway, just to kind of wrap it up, I do think it's like, yep, it can come down. We're going to have support right there at 94, right? 93.82, 92.74. We got some strong support all before that break. That leaves open the door that this turns and runs again. Right. So if it starts breaking through this, then I would say on the daily chart, you're in a negative pattern and it's likely going to break there. And it's going to leave that as the high. Didn't quite make it above there, but didn't have to. And in a small failure. Otherwise, we rally from here, go up, we start breaking here. And then I would expect that to go up. And I'm just going to give you a wildcat, a wildcat fib. Okay. All of this is given, not held. So if that was it, then the first 106.71, which just barely takes it, 111.72. Those would be the levels. If indeed it's bottoming here and it's going to start to go back up again. What's going to confirm it? It's testing the 20, which is still rising. If it gets up and it breaks that eight, 
it's going to produce a more bullish pattern if it breaks above 70, 101.70, which is where the eight comes down. And again, where this gap occurred. So we got 101.60 to 101.70. If it breaks, then we should get a good runner, a good run up. And again, you got, you got, you know, earnings. They start this Friday, folks. I actually can, but I, I got to turn it back over to David. I'm so sorry. Go on to uh, YouTube. I do cover the US dollar, the index, the D DXY. So logical, uh, not logical signals, but traders helping traders and my name and the weekend update that I made, I included the bonds, gold, and the US dollar. And David, thank you so much. Glad to be of help today.